Hello, this is the Webertarian podcast, and um, I did intend to record the second episode of uh, my commentary on Banished from the Heroes Party. I decided to live a quiet life in the countryside, but I started writing an article which I intend to submit to fee.org and hopefully get published. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I've only ever been published in as far as nonfiction goes, I've had some fiction publications, but as far as like political commentary and stuff goes, I've only ever been published in being libertarian. Um, so hope, hopefully this gets published. Uh, I'll keep my fingers crossed, but, um, yeah, after all the time I spent writing this, I probably won't have enough time to record that second episode on, Banished from the Heroes Party before I have to start my second job. So, but I, you know, I was pretty happy with how this article came out, so I thought I'd just read it to you, especially since Fee, unlike a lot of publishers, does not, um, they don't require, or they don't, they don't demand, like, exclusive publication rights when they publish something of yours. So whether this gets published or not, it won't matter whether I record an episode of me talking about it. So, um, uh, go ahead here. Um, it's been pretty popular lately to say that the rates of inflation that we're seeing in the economy are all due to corporate greed. Dan Price, the CEO and founder of Gravity Payments, tweeted, Why are groceries so expensive? Kroger profits at record highs, its stock is up 36% in a year, its CEO got a 45% raise to $22 million and makes 909 times the median worker, 75% of its workers are food insecure, 63% can't pay their bills, many are on food stamps. Nate Thurston of the Good Morning Liberty podcast has already very thoroughly debunked the claims about Kroger's profits, its stock value, and CEO compensation. But what about inflation in general? Can it be proven that increased prices we're, that we're experiencing are due to inflation rather than corporate greed? It used to be common knowledge that an increase in the money supply causes inflation. A standard saying in introductory economics is that inflation is too much money chasing too few goods, a phrase I first heard in Timothy Taylor's economics lectures for Audible. Yet seems common enough that I've heard it, uh, I've heard many economists use the exact same phrase. If an increasing money supply is still understood to be the cause of inflation, then this popular graph from Fred illustrating the 40% increase of the M2 money stock from $15.477 trillion in February 2022, or 2020 uh, to $21.811 trillion in February 2022 should be all the evidence necessary. Yet somehow many particularly yet somehow many particularly those defending unending and increasing deficit spending insist that inflation has nothing to do with the increasing debt financed by endlessly running the printing press. One remaining method to illustrate that the inflation is not due to corporate greed is to apply one of the most basic economic theories, one so simple 
you need not read more than three chapters into an introductory econ book to understand it, supply and demand. Supply and demand is typically explained simply as the quantity of a good supplied at a specific price and the quantity of a good demanded at a specific price. Once we realize that people purchase and produce goods at different quantities at different prices, then these different quantities and different prices can be graphed, typically with the price represented on the y-axis and the quantity on the x-axis. Once graphed out, it's common to end up with a graph that looks like a big X, where the line for quantity demanded starts, at a, starts low at a high price and ends high at a low price. The quantity supplied starts low at a low price and high at a high price. This is pretty easily understood. If I am buying apples, I'd buy more at 10 cents than a dollar, and if I am selling apples, I'd sell less at 10 cents than a dollar. Where the two lines intersect is referred to as equilibrium. Markets are understood to tend toward equilibrium, because if the, if the price is higher than where the two lines intersect, then producers are producing more than the consumers are demanding, which results in a surplus, which is costly and wasteful, and negatively impacts producers' profits, so they will gladly sell at a lower price to reduce waste and maximize profit. On the other hand, if the price is lower than equilibrium, the consumers are demanding more than is being produced, and this creates a shortage, and consumers will gladly, play, gladly pay a higher price to acquire the goods that are so difficult to obtain. Thus, in explaining what happens when prices are lower or higher than equilibrium, we automatically arrive at the explanation for why it cannot be the case that the currently high prices are due to corporate greed. If the prices were higher, then the market forces of supply and demand would indicate are necessary to be most efficient, then we would have a surplus. Shelves at grocery stores would be overflowing and warehouses overstocked in a situation which cannot last for long because that shelf and warehouse space is costly and corporations would have to lower prices out of the simple necessity of relieving the stock of goods. However, we do not have a situation of surplus but one of shortage. Every day people go shopping and whether what they need will be in stock or not is a flip of the coin or just plain doubtful. Under these circumstances, consumer need for these goods should be driving prices up, but producers are often reluctant or uh, <clears throat> sorry. But producers are often reluctant to increase those prices out of the very fear that they may be accused of greed and price gouging. And so, people must either go without or seek the goods they need on secondary markets. So how did we arrive at this situation where the current prices are below equilibrium and causing shortages? There are many factors, but one is undoubtedly inflation. Going back to our supply and demand curves, what happens when there is a sudden injection of money? There are two ways to interpret... <coughs> Sorry. There are two ways to interpret an injection of money into supply. One is that producers are seeing an increase in revenues regardless of productivity and thus they no longer have to rely on meeting the demands of consumers to earn a profit and therefore supply decreases at every price, 
which would result in a higher equilibrium price, and thus a shortage, which could be one way of explaining the current shortages as a result of the injection of new currency. Another result applicable both to both consumers and producers, as they are often one and the same, is that the increased supply of money allows more saving, which would create more capital investment. The increased capital increases productivity, and that increased productivity results in higher quantities of goods at all prices, and thus a lower equilibrium price, which would in turn cause market surpluses if the price were not to shift to a lower one. Oddly enough, the increased production due to injections of money could also explain the shortages, as this would constitute what F.A. Hayek considered a boom-bust cycle. Such a period, period is one when capital goods are misallocated, either directly through subsidies or indi indirectly through distortion of market forces and interest rates, so that entre entrepreneurs mis misinterpret incentives and allocate resources to unsustainable markets. Those markets eventually bust, and the capital invested and goods produced in those inflated industries decline in value. Meanwhile, the scarce resources needed to meet real market demands have been used up on unsustainable projects, resulting in shortages where the resources were actually needed. On the other hand, if the injection of money was into demand, then we would see consumption increase, and the quantity demanded at every price would be higher. This causes the demand curve to shift entirely to the right. Unlike when the supply shifted to a high quantity, this results in a higher equilibrium price, rather than a lower one. Under this circumstance, the market experiences shortages after a period of people consuming more than normal, and the equilibrium shifts higher as consumers compete to acquire scarce goods, and prices have to increase to keep up with the costs of meeting increased consumer demands. Any combination of these effects can be caused by an increase in the money supply, and they all result in, in, in the increased prices and shortages we are now experiencing. Is it really any coincidence that we've witnessed all three of the explained effects in the past two years, or was it all just corporate greed? Uh, so, yeah, um, I, I, think, I think there's one other comment I want to make on this. And that's in regards to um, the one effect that I was talking about for an increased supply of money to producers, where I say uh, that producers seeing an increase in revenues, regardless of productivity, they no longer have to rely on meeting the demands of consumers to earn a profit, and therefore supply decreases at every price. This this is one that we don't see often in America, at least. Um, but it does happen, and um, I think it was I think it was pretty common for it to happen under the Soviet Union, actually. Um, and I think it's it's largely to do with um, the uh, basically the Soviet Union. Um, you know, giving producers money and, you know, just equally distributing shit and just being a, like, okay, we want, you know, you to make this thing. And then the producers, they're like, okay, we'll make that thing. And they just do the minimum necessary to meet the demands of the Soviet Union. 
um, or they just completely botch the project and do it in some stupid way that's just grossly inefficient. So um, doesn't doesn't happen quite as often in America, but it does happen. Um, so yeah, I guess that's all I wanted to say about that. I'll catch you later.